Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran military spouse and first responder community, and Vince will introduce today's guest. Thanks, Enrique. Yes, I'm so excited today. We have in our lineup a good dynamic guest, Jamal Sowell. He is the president of Business Solutions at Indelible. He's from Central Florida. So, Jamal, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about you. Hey, Vince, Enrique. I appreciate the, the invite to the meeting. Born and raised in Orlando in an area called Pine Hills. But my father was in the Army, so I was born in Orlando in 82. Then we left to go to Fort McPherson in the Atlanta area in 83. Then he was at the Pentagon area, Northern Virginia for a few years. So I came back to Florida um, around the end of 1993. So I kind of had the chance of being a military kid, but he retired when I was 11 years old. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. And that was good for me, uh, having the chance to live on military bases, but also having the chance to go to a middle school and high school where I now have child friends who I still talk to to this day. But also in terms of my background, um, I really have, have been around the world. When I left high school, I wanted to see the world because in Orlando, everybody was from somewhere else. So I always say this, that everybody was either from Boston, the Midwest, New York, the islands. So when I grew up, people would ask me where I was from and I would just say here, they're like, are you really from just Orlando? Like born and raised? I'm like, yeah. So essentially for me, it was um, just important to see the world. So did that and I, and I moved back home for good in 2017. Outstanding. Now, you know, you, you have a, a, a colorful background, which I love because I love the international feel to a person. Now, you, you went into the service, you came out, you did your part, the family served as well. Uh, but you have that background. So tell us a little bit about your role in Indelible. Yeah. So essentially, I really enjoy business, but I, I enjoy being out and about. I'm not the type of person that can be at a desk all day. That's why I enjoy being in, in the service, because really having the chance to lead Marines and now my role in the Navy Reserves lead sailors, that's kind of what I do at Indelible. So for us, we do um, audit advisory, task consultancy. And I'm out there getting business for the company in the private sector as we expand from the government realm of the state of Florida and other states. So having that hands-on experience of leading people, making the sale, making the pitch, talking and engaging with uh, those county governments or those in business who need assistance with growing their company. And with the audit advisory services, the tax advisory services, people understand that if they're good on their financial end, uh, they'll pretty be uh, they'll be good in terms of uh, just their overall operations, how they function. And for me, it's really important to empower companies so they can become better. As great great news as you continue to empower companies. I'd love to know about you, Jamal. What is on the horizon for you professionally? So for me, uh, throughout my twenties and thirties, I was on the constant move, living around the world. I lived in Texas, Indiana, California, Arizona. Um, uh, Massachusetts, everywhere. But for me, kind of in a different season now, slowing down, focusing on family. Um, I got married a few months ago, so my wife is amazing. And for me, it's just uh, having a change of life. When you're on the go constantly and trying to achieve and do great things, 
that's going to come a time to where you realize that family is the most important thing. Well, both of my parents have passed, and I really think that experience really showed me the importance of starting a family to pass down that legacy. My mom died in 2006, and my dad died in August of 2020. So for me, it was now, uh, it just gave me a different perspective of life and death and the importance of passing on that legacy of excellence, of success, because we're not going to be here forever. And with uh, achievements and all the great stuff that we've done in our career and at work or in the military, it's important to really pass that down to the next generation so they can have, have the same experiences and really learn from our mistakes. And sharing a legacy is so important. You, you mentioned the, the family piece um, and, and having uh, parents that have passed, uh, you, you know, I, I share your, your, your feeling there and, and wish you, uh, you know, all the best in, in sharing that type of legacy, but you was in the service and it's, in, it's always important to highlight. Sometimes we think uh, that transition period, how did you navigate uh, which it seems like you navigated well, but there's always some parts of our navigation of transition that, that are not often known. How did you navigate that transition from uh, serving to the corporate world? To navigate the transition, I always knew one day my time in the military was going to come to an end. So I really always kept those contacts back home. So I had a rule when I was in the Marine Corps on the West Coast and traveling. I would go home during the 4th of July and around the holiday season in December. And I would constantly make a trip up from Tallahassee to Miami, see people, stay in touch. Because for me, it was really about stealing the radar for when I came home. Because everybody wants to ask for a job or ask for a favor when they need it. But it's always best to just keep the, the friendships and relationships that are genuine to you. So when you need some help or assistance, people know that you're going to come through for them. They know that you're going to be credible. They know that you're going to be legit. Because anybody can be nice in a five, 10 minute interview. But if I've seen how Vince or Enrique acts on a regular and their integrity and character, that to me means any, everything. I'm really above, above even an interview because the interview is only a short period. But if I've seen you in Iraq and seen your character for years, I will take the chance on you and hire you, even if you may not have the specific skill set. And that's really how I was able to achieve. I had some great mentors who really said, hey, uh, come and learn from me as a CEO. And from their experiences as a CEO, I was able to then do that on my own one day. No, I definitely love that. You know, continue to build those relationships and understand that, you know, we can learn the technical skills, but all those innate skills that we have in leadership of integrity, character are, are was embedded in us. So I love what you did. You had a strategy way before you left the Marine Corps, which is amazing. Um, let's transition a little bit, talk about uh, professional uh, and leadership. So what do you do, Jamal, in your spare time to that aids you to thrive in your professional uh, life itself? The main thing was reading the biographies of leaders that I wanted to emulate. Those historic leaders, whether it was from another country, from America or from Florida, to me was important to see from and learn from their mistakes, from their experiences, because there's nothing new under the sun. So every time I experience something, I say, well, what would Thomas Jefferson do? What would General Colin Powell do? What would uh, Abraham Lincoln do? So to me, uh, seeing their their strategy, their thought process, uh, or just the way that they dealt with things, that's important because obviously they were successful. So they were successful because they did something right. 
And I love the sharing of prior, you know, uh, experiences from others that have shown themselves to be worthy to be followed. And, uh, and so I echo that. And so what advice uh, as a world traveler, as a person that has served both in the military, in the corporate, and now in the reserve force, what advice did you receive that took you through a good journey that you would like to share with emerging leaders today? So I actually wrote down a few points just from my experiences over the years. I'll be turning 40 in October. So that's a big life change. So I'm not looking forward to it. But a few things is uh, number one is set the example on the well-being of others. That was really taken from my time in the Marine Corps. It was all of, always about leading from the front. Number two was be humble and don't brag because if you're the best, your work will speak for itself. It is what it is. That's one of those things. You don't have to say it. Everybody just knows. And I think that humility will take you a long way because when you mess up, not if you mess up, when you say, hey, I learned from my, my mistakes. I know I don't always do it right, but now it's time to learn from that and become even better. Number three is do your work and stay out of drama. I said drama will distract from the mission. So, you know, at times when people have uh, drama that they have to work or pettiness or, or uh, backbiting, all that stuff just takes from the mission. So when you have um, a team that wants to really excel, um, focus on the task at hand, be positive and empower people and also help everybody who is really on your team trying to go to the same goal, even if they have a different personality. Number four is uh, keep your head low and do an exceptional job and everything will come together, even if it takes more time. And I'll talk about some examples uh, real soon about uh, my time doing that. But to me, it's um, as a leader, you're gonna get the shine, you're gonna do well, you're going to um, really uh, be in the forefront. So you don't have to force that. But if you keep your head low and do the job, people are gonna see who's there at nighttime doing the work, who's there responding to emails. That's a, it makes a big difference. Uh, lastly, uh, everything you say will be perceived differently by each receiver. So be mindful of your words. You don't know somebody's life experiences. You don't know what they have been through. Every uh, background and culture or where you're from in the U.S. or other countries, people see things differently. So I realize people saying jokes and comments, everything, everybody takes something differently. And as a leader, you set the tone, you set the example for that. So you have to be mindful of all your words. And then one last thing that I thought about at times, when, you, when I always had a new role, I'd be nervous or uptight about something. But um, something that a mentor told me years ago was that whatever you've been doing, just keep doing it. So if you are in doubt about something or situation or a new job, a new situation that you have not experienced before, just keep doing what you've been doing in the past because obviously you got to the point to where you were successful to get your foot in the door. So just don't doubt yourself and um, just keep your head above water, but also um, have integrity character. And when you say something is difficult, it's okay to ask for help. And that ties back to the humility that um, a lot of people just have a, have a hard time doing. But to me, if you're transparent, people are going to want to assist you uh, so you can become the best that you can be. I totally love these pearls of wisdoms you are sharing with our audience, you know, being humble, you know, the diversity of thought. We don't know what other people have been through or understand our experiences and culture. Love that also. And don't disqualify yourself, you know, just keep pressing on. You're doing great. You made it to another uh, plateau. Just keep going forward. Definitely great advice. Now, Jamal, just let us understand what was your most me uh, memorable leadership aha moment? 
really learn from mistakes and, and saying that I don't know everything. And a part of that really came from uh, my time in really high profile roles. When you're high profile roles, everybody's looking at you. Everybody is um, uh, trying to see what you're gonna say or what you're gonna do. And I really thank my mother for, as a kid, us being involved in the church, us speaking, us having to be in the choir, singing and talking. All of that at that time didn't count. But the experiences that my mother made us do, I was in the band, I had to play the alto saxophone, my brother was a singer. That pushed me to understand the way that somebody's perceived, the way that you sound, the way that you talk, that makes a difference because people want somebody who they can relate to, but also somebody who can understand their problems, their issues. But the most important thing is setting the example at everything that you do, because if the leader is not doing it, it's hard to enforce that with the team because they're gonna say, well, the leader's not doing this, so why should I do it? Or even at home when kids say, well, you know, dad's not doing this, so why should I do it? That makes a difference. So two examples I had, when I was the Florida Secretary of Commerce, um, we had a lot of changeover the years prior. It was uh, the media was having bad stories about the entity that I led, about people buying a, a fancy furniture, trips, you know, all of that. And one time, my first few months in the, in the role, I bought a couch in my office with my own money. Because even though we had it in the budget, even though it was approved, uh, from the press perspective, they could say, well, Sal will spend $1,000 of taxpayer money on a couch. And even though we were allowed to do that, it doesn't mean that it's always the best to do as a leader, as I set the example and set the tone, because I wanted to make sure everybody else was uh, keen on their spending and really um, everything, um, really uh, to not perfection, but at least working towards that. So we could say, hey, we are being fiscally responsible. We're, we're being accountable with our dollars. So just because something is approved doesn't mean that you should do it. And also, uh, we had a meeting in Sarasota back in 2021. And about five months prior, we did a site tour of a hotel. And when hotels do site tours of conferences, they want to make sure that they roll out the red carpet, have everything nice. So I got to my hotel room in Sarasota. It was a two-story luxury suite. I walked back out to the front desk. I said, change me rooms. They're like, why? It's fine. You're not going to pay extra. I said, no. Here is why. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I have to set the example. I am a pseudo government employee. So even though uh, you all are giving me this hotel room because you're trying to have a, our business here, um, this would not be prudent of me to say I'm in a two-story luxury hotel suite in Sarasota. So I had not changed my room. I got a simple room and it was fine. And I think that goes back to setting the example. Because again, had the press heard, oh, you know, Sal, the Secretary of Commerce is now in a two-story luxury suite at the Hyatt Hotel. And I get that though it may have been legal, it may have been fine. Um, as a leader, you got to set the example, especially when it comes to public funds, public money, and the public service. So everything I did, I know it was very nitpicky at times, but every step I made, every uh, exp expenditure that I, I spent, to me, it was important to show my team, hey, I'm doing this. I'm in a simple room. I'm not doing luxury. And people see that. So when you want to enforce rules and guidelines to set the tone and culture, it really starts from the top.
and I'm and, and I'm not on any self-righteous stuff because I've messed up many times, but I know that um, for me, the way that I lead was really uh, trying to set the example because that's the number one thing. Because if you don't set the example as the leader, um, everything else will not work out. Now, I grew up with a saying that says, uh, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. Exactly. And I tell you that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, this correlation between leaders and those that follow, uh, what are your certain uh, strategies or certain strategies that you use uh, with your team to deal with change and challenges? Because we have seen it for the last three years. Really uh, empower those at the bottom of the food chain, the bottom of the organizational structure. Those are the ones who are doing the legwork. Those are the ones who are out there doing business. Those are the ones who are really making sure as a leader that you excel. And if you don't treat them well, nothing will work out. And I always say the ones, whether it's the, in, in the Marine Corps, we had a thing, the lowest rank got to eat first. The lowest rank got to do everything first because those are the ones who are going to be the front lines. Those are the ones who will be taking the bullets. Not necessarily the higher ranking generals and colonels, the E9s, E8s. It's the, the lowest rank gets the most respect. And that was hard for a lot of my friends and other services. Like, what do you mean that, you know, the private first class who's 17 years old away from home for the first time gets all the respect? It's because they're the ones who are really on the ground doing the work day in, day out, not sleeping. And I think that mindset has really uh, permeated into every job that I have. And that's why I would meet with the lowest um, title first, um, whether it was an intern, whether it was somebody right out of high school or college. To me, that was important because they were the ones who were really pushing the ball forward to make sure that we're successful. You know, definitely empowering those at the lowest rank possible because you know what? Yes, they take care of our front line. They're the hands and feet. They're in the field. They're in the trenches. Love it. Have humility, folks. You know, set the example. Some great strategies. It's so wonderful to have Jamal Sowell with us today. Uh, for folks listening in, how do they get a hold of you or Endeavor? Really, um, I am on LinkedIn. Just put in my name, my email address also um, for work is uh, jsowell at indelible-solutions.com or you can email my personal email jamalsawa.gmail.com I'm on Twitter, we have a website so feel free to, to reach out if you have questions or insight or any are really about us doing work in terms of uh, with us what, what we do in management consulting to fix companies but also working with state, local and even the federal government. So I hope to be a resource for those who want to either uh, learn about my path, I'm in the military leadership speaking to youth or even with business I just enjoy um, really just using my experiences and my mistakes to help others because I have a lot of them, but I realize that the mistakes have made me who I am today and I will probably have many more, but that will allow me to really help others and empower others in time of need. Absolutely, folks. We're going to have that as uh, information on the video and show notes so you can get a hold of Jamal. Jamal, thank you so much for the time you spent with us and folks, if you want to get a hold of the Leadership Void podcast, the email is theleadershipvoid at gmail.com, and you'll send any requests uh, for any specific topic you would like for us to share or cover or any guests that you would like to see on the show. But today it's uh, about Jamal and all he has done. Thank you so much uh, for uh, your time with us. Thank you. I appreciate it having me. And I like to say, you know, from a young man who started on Pine Hills, Florida, you know, playing the tune of the sax 
all the way through the Marines here in Navy Reserve and doing some service in our wonderful state of Florida. We love that you are on our show. Thank you for that. We do have two other things we wanted to share. Uh, two other things is one, we are sponsored by Home Team Mortgage. We thank them for being our sponsor. And lastly, we bring our brothers and sisters in arms, both military and first responder, to Radio Check. Radio Check is a show we do on the 1st and the 15th at 1900, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard on LinkedIn Live. Hope you can join us there, time to us to break bread together, share resources, and come together as one. So, But today's all about Jamal. Thank you for being on the show and have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.